Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Warning, the following program is not for the weak-hearted. Those who are closed-minded, or in general, you're scared to learn what's behind closed doors. Here at Sapphire Zero Play, I want you to pour the wine. Grab somebody that you want to hold on to, or better yet... Get the vibration stimulated through your body. Get ready for one hell of an orgasm in five, four, three, two, one. What is up all of you sexy motherfuckers out there in Radio Land? It's your girl Sapphire and I am bringing you another special for the air. This is one of many. Let me just tell you this right now. And of course, it's going to be fire. So I am joined today by Sassy T. I met this beautiful soul of a woman through the Moan app. And she is one of several Moansters that are going to be joining in a couple of weeks. So get ready for the content. But let's talk about Sassy. Sassy, Saucy, Sassy. <laughs> she is a nerd who loves anime, history, science, kink, and BDSM. And of course, we're talking about the sex stuff. And she is also a phone sex operator and loves talking about the good, bad, and ugly side of her work. And we're definitely going to get down and dirty about it. So without further ado, Sassy, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you. It's an honor. We've been trying to get this put together for a while and we're finally doing the thing. I know. So good. It's so good. (laughs) So, okay, we're going to have to go through the generic route. But... Mm -hmm. For me, I always ask when it comes to sex workers, first of all, do you classify yourself as a sex worker or how would you classify yourself in this adult entertainment realm? Um, I I call myself a virtual sex worker because there's a difference between in-person and like online entertainment because I know people who do in-person sex work and they've told me some very interesting and sometimes dark stories about their line of work mm-hmm. and and I don't want to ever like blur the line between virtual and, and in person because there's a lot that that you can put at risk when you do that um, because even if you're like a dominatrix even though technically I don't consider that to be prostitution in some states the law says that is that falls under prostitution so people get busted for that and so yeah those are those are things that that never seem to get discussed or exposed or that ever get put out there um that don't seem to get taken into consideration often because I've, I've just heard like said I've, these aren't my stories but i've heard stories from like uh, a friend of mine just she's told me that she's known girls that have gotten rated and booked because they didn't have a vetting method or anything like that so um, I, I consider it to be virtual when you do like phone sex or content creation because it's all online and also you can work from the safety of your own home and the comfort of your own home so that's also another big plus and it's just easier to tell people no don't talk to me that way mm-hmm. over the phone versus having somebody in a hotel room with you and you don't know what they're going to do if you make Now, it's very you brought up a lot of interesting points because what people may or may not realize that, yes, you know, pornography and prostitution, there are certain legalities. And it was interesting to me that here in California, um, you know, they say that pornography is legal as long as it doesn't amount to obscenity. But then I'm like, what the fuck does that even mean? Because isn't pornography isn't it obscene exactly (laughs) so i'm like at what level do we say oh well this this porn is great this this porn is not at all you know obscene this is just art and then there's oh well this porn mm, we can't have that Mm, that's a little obscure is there like the three bears method this this porn is this porn is clean this part is obscene this part is just right it's crazy it's crazy and so like furthermore when i was reading about it Um, one of the documents that I found, it's a beautiful piece called Pornography versus Prostitution Comparisons. And this has been out since last year. Um, I'll have to put it in the link of this at the end of the show. 
But what was interesting was that they said in practice and in practice, the production and distribution of pornography seems limited only by the laws that protect against non-consensual sexual intercourse. So, of course, you know, use of minors in production, distribution of porn, sexual battery, rape, indecent exposure. But then at the same time, again, where does it measure up of how ethical because that's been the biggest thing now is like how ethical is your porn or how ethical is your adult entertainment consumption? Because now we have OnlyFans. We have, you know, people like you with phone phone sex operating, which has been around, you know, for decades now, phone sex operating. But this whole virtual digital era of, you know, sexual pleasure and enhancement. It's like... Because OnlyFans... Yeah, only fans. I mean, I I call it Facebook with titties because that's what it, <laughs> it that's is. what it is. It is. It's Facebook with titties. I mean, I'm on there and I do not enjoy it nearly as much as I enjoy phone sex because I, I feel like phone sex is just it's more intimate mm-hmm. and you get to you get to know somebody as an individual versus trying to please a crowd. Now, how it's, long have you been in the phone sex side? Uh, the phone sex side started back in December of 2021, so a little over a year now. Mm-hmm. And um, so, you know, the first year you do something, you learn a lot. Like you learn about trends, slow seasons, um, consistency is key like anything else, which there are times when I'm like, I don't want to do this tonight. <laughs> <laughs> or if it's slow, I'm like, I'm going to just log off early because people are just clicking and not calling like you have nights like that but then there are some nights where it's just really good you have you know, me you may have like a hour plus long phone call with somebody that you actually enjoy talking to mm-hmm. so it's it's a freaking mixed bag but it can be really rewarding so i like how you said that because it's interesting where people you know journey from into whatever side of life that they were from and then make it back to phone sex and then people ask me all the time, they're like, wow, phone six is actually still around. I'm like, absolutely, you know? And so for me to ask you, what mm-hmm. got you into phone sex versus other forms of sex work now that we have literally so many different forms of adult entertainment, sex work, whatever you want to call it, what gravitated to you that you're like, phone sex is where it's at. This is my medium. I'm going to stick to it. I think it's because I've I've been doing call center work for over 15 years now, so mm-hmm. I know how to have conversations with people, and I like to talk about sex and weird things. And I decided to Google back in like November, October, November 2021. I was like, is phone sex still a thing? I just Googled it, and I came across this article that, um, yeah, it some phone sex operators were busier than ever during the pandemic, during lockdowns, because people were lonely, and because phone sex is about the companionship aspect of things. It's not just about because you can go you can go find free porn anywhere and and get off and go, but it's not as fulfilling as actually having a conversation with somebody. And that's one thing that I think a lot of people don't realize. Mm-hmm. And uh, because I, as far as phone sex, like I said, I've had the I have the the call center background i like to talk about human sexuality and i'm thinking if i can make some side money getting paid by the man to do this why not so i learned about night flirt and started an account there and when i had enough of volume on night flirt i also went to sex panther which sex panther is okay it's it's a little different though because there's camming on there as well mm-hmm. it's a little bit more of a modern technology aspect versus night flirt because night flirt's been around for i think 20 years or so it, it, it's been around for a good while and in sex panther i remember very vividly when i was working at vivid a lot of the women um the actresses they were all connected to sex panther so mm-hmm. I would be produce, you know, producing their radio shows and they're like, oh, I just got a text from one of my clients. Let's just read some <laughs> of this shit on air. You know, it was great. It was great for Conte. And so hearing about, you know, how Sex Panther, Night Flirt, of course, and Night Flirt seems to be taking over on the Moan app for, for the earbuds out there who are like, Moan is really pop. Yes, it is. Moan. Oh, yeah, and I'm telling, oh, I'm telling people in my community about it too, like in my BDSM community. I'm like, here, if you like podcasting, go here. And... Yeah, I mean, I would say, you know, it is a podcast depending upon how people 
host their rooms and all that, but it's just a great space overall for people just to feel sexually liberated through a social media app. That's not going to limit the types of the discussions because I feel like also now with this whole digital era of the adult entertainment world, it's now we are finding less and less mediums for us to be our, our true natural host selves, if you will, you know? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, the thing I love about the Moan app and, and phone sex is that with with the voice and no visual, no camera on you, mm-hmm. you can just let your hair down and be comfortable. And also, because you're letting your guard down, you're allowing yourself to be more vulnerable and just be more relaxed versus having a camera on you. Because, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, I, I work in corporate America by day. So having being on Zoom, I hate being on camera <laughs> so much. <laughs> I know. It's funny. Um, so Sassy and I were talking about this before when we were getting together. And I always love when people's reactions are like, oh, it, it is on video. I'm like, yeah, but we're only going to take the audio. People don't need to see us in our natural element. We just want to give you our sexy voices. But I feel you. I, it's like, I feel your voice sometimes is a little bit more powerful than your face because it can take you to a different fantasy. And I think that's why yeah. people like to gravitate towards phone sex. Not only that, but it's just very intimate to hear somebody masturbate on the phone. You mm-hmm. hear their breath and you hear them getting excited. And, you know, I, I love hearing when I ask a customer, like, are you hard for me? He says, yes, I'm thinking, damn straight you are. <laughs> <laughs> Do you ever tell them to, like, prove it? Like, they have to put the dick to the phone kind of thing? Um, I will have, if they're, because Knife also has a chat system, so if they're in my chat as well, I will tell them, send me a chat or an email, I want you to prove it, so <laughs> I will hold, I will hold them accountable, it just depends on the nature of the call, um, and, and one of the biggest questions I get asked is, do you, do you come on the phone with your customers and says, yes, sometimes, it's, it, if, if he's got that voice and he's, he's like taking off all those boxes and pushing all those buttons, and why not, I get paid to masturbate. What I mean, how many people can say that? <laughs> is it is it truly living? Is it truly doing your job if it's not a job well done to you right? know completion for both parties? <laughs> Though I will say again, you know, when I would do some phone sex power hours, <laughs> yes, y'all. The earbuds <laughs> who have been around the longest, they know, like they would call into my radio shows and once in a while there'd be a man, you know, begging for me to jerk him off and you know, every once in a while, I'll be like, okay, fine, fuck it. We're done with the conversation. I guess I'll get you off with a come countdown. And everybody's like, you should just bring it back. Do it again. I just, I can't now. I feel like my jobs do know what I do as far as like, right. you know, sex advocacy and working in the adult entertainment. And it's great that I'm able to bounce between the mainstream and the adult entertainment world. But it's just, I... To take somebody's money, I actually have to love taking your money while jerking right. you off. And not everybody is aesthetically pleasing when you come yeah. on the phone. No, <laughs> not only that, but there there are some callers I've had and I'm like, your money's no good here. Please call another flirt. <laughs> <laughs> I was just about to say, do you ever just like at some point... Like, nope, this, no, it doesn't feel right. I'm going to have to, mm, we're going to have to cancel this call. Going to have to do it. Right. It's like, listen, I know, I know it's called sex work, but when it, when it's all work and no sex, is it, is it sex work anymore? I mean, just. <laughs> you know, you're supposed to, it's like all work and no play. No, I want to play and have working fun. And I think that's also the biggest disconnect is that now we have this generation popping in into sex work, thinking that it's easy work and not thinking about the danger sides. If you could only see uh, Sassy's voice, like face, as soon as I said that, she's like, girl, lay it on me, (laughs) lay it on me. Because I cannot stand it when, okay, we've been talking about this. This has been like the ongoing thing so far. Yeah. Sex work is very personal it's very intimate and i feel like this new generation popping up not just in porn but also through you know phone sex work and domination and only fans is that you have women not so much men i haven't really talked to men so i can't really speak on their behalf but a lot of the women that i do speak about they're only in it to make a quick buck they're not in it to make yeah 
you know, things personable. And I'm like, you would make so much more money if you make the work personable. Right. And I, 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 there's a difference between customers and clients because clients are people, those are your regulars. Those are the people that are, they're calling back to talk to you specifically mm-hmm. that reach out to you saying, you know, I had a great conversation. I want to keep connecting with you, keep going. And, and those people are, you know, those are the people that I, I definitely value the most because they're coming back. They have thousands of other girls to choose from. And, um, and, and people don't, a lot of people out there don't think that you can be genuinely caring as a sex worker or, or a phone sex operator because they're like, well, if I have to pay for it, it's fake. I'm thinking, no, oh. not necessarily. Yeah. I have some some clients that I'm, I'm generally, I generally care about. I will, I will message them saying, hey, are you doing okay? I haven't heard from you in a while. Just to make sure, you know, they're, they're still in this realm of existence. And one, because there's one who, really awesome, really awesome guy. I absolutely love talking to him. And whenever we were done with Skype sessions, he would just have this ear to ear ground on his face. It was, he was exactly where I wanted him to be. Good. And he expanded my horizons because he's into cock and ball torture. And yeah, right? <laughs> I lit up because I love a good cock and ball. I love it. I love it. CBT I, is awesome. I, I never knew what I could, what I'd be comfortable with until I started talking to him. You know, he would self-administer on Skype and, you know, he would just have this huge grin when we were done. And he even told me, a few weeks later, because we have weekly calls, that his blood pressure was down into the normal range for the first time in 30 years. I'm thinking, wow. well, have you been eating better, going to the gym more? What have you been doing? So, oh, the only thing that's changed is that we've been talking. I'm thinking, I have so your blood pressure. I come with medical benefits. <laughs> it's awesome. So, it's, there is a benefit. Like, I think that there absolutely is a benefit with mm-hmm. sexual wellness. I mean, call it for what it is. You could call it smut, but I genuinely think that sex work, sex entertainment, sex mm-hmm. sex entertainment in general can be extremely beneficial if it's done yeah. correctly because you are providing a service. You are releasing serotonin to a client. And serotonin, yep. as we know, is that, that happy drug that we all need, that natural happy drug that makes us not fucking crazy. You know? Endorphins and serotonin are our best buds that we, uh, and, and for those of us that can actually produce it, yeah, um, I, I, I love my natural drugs. They're good for me. It's great. It's oh. great. So it's like when we, we say, you know, that porn is so bad, it's like, no, you have to look on all different sides of this <laughs> entertainment realm. You have to look at it from all different spectrums, all different walks of life. That's why, you know, with Sapphire's earplay, I love getting, you know, authentic sex workers from all different aspects, from phone sex to directing to being in front of the camera. It doesn't matter. It everybody has a certain story, but one thing's for sure, the ones who stick around the longest are the ones that make it more personable, makes it, you know, worth the customer's while. And that's why yeah. there's more longevity. You know. And yeah, and and you know, people, other and other other phone sex workers have said, you know, your your regulars may not be that faithful. I'm like, no, they may not be, but when they're when they do come back, I appreciate the time that I have with them. Um, just having that gratitude is key, mm-hmm. and just in life in general, it's it's just important to, to to maintain to be grateful for the people that that are giving you their time and attention and, and also their money. So. Um, that's one thing I take into consideration and also, you know, it, it, there's a lot of beneficial things to, to sex, to sexual entertainment and to sex work. But like I said, there's also like bad ugly sides to it too. Like there's times where I'm just like burnt out. I don't want to make content and I would rather sleep all day. So I'm just trying to get myself back into routine to where I have more energy to do the things I want to do because I have bought all this stuff to make content with. I've bought like all these pairs of thigh highs to make, to do photos with. And then, and when I'm laying down in bed and doom scrolling through my phone, which is not good. (laughs) And so, uh, 
do as I say, not as I do pretty much on that. Um, I'm like, I should be making content right now. I should go to the other room, put the stockings on. I bought them. I haven't worn them yet and do the thing. But yeah, that, that's a whole nother story from another day. <laughs> How has your work affected your dating life? Um, well, I'm in an open relationship with my boyfriend. We've been together for a little over six years now. Mm-hmm. So we started getting involved in the BDSM community back in October of 2019. And we started going to our local dungeon and going to workshops and learning. And then the pandemic hit, so that put a damper on things. Mm-hmm. But um, as soon as we started diving into BDSM and kink, he told me that he kind of gathered we would probably go the polyamory route, which we're, we're sort of doing. Um, but he's he's perfectly okay with with me doing sex work. He knows that I take my precautions about it because I I don't want to lose my livelihood. I, I do have a 95. I don't want to ever leave. I like my company that I work for. And so I have to take precautions because, you know, I don't want... To piss off the wrong person online and have them fire me. <laughs> so. I'm so oof. That is another thing. It's like, would you say yeah, you, it's the safer route because of the fact that phone sex can't really be shown, seen. You know, you right. show what you want to see, so it kind of protects you on your regular nine to five. Right. And and compartmentalization is key because you know, one thing I highly, highly, highly recommend is having a different email with your name tied to it use your stage name um you know as much as possible keep those things separate keep your personal and business accounts completely separate from one another especially if you're i mean i don't even use my real name on my my facebook because <laughs> i don't want companies finding me on linkedin or anything like that i'm like i don't want to be found so no, that's good it's good that you do that because also, what people don't understand it is now with this whole digital era, location, location, oh, yeah. services and all that. You got to turn that shit off. Get a good VPN system exactly. going. Ugh. Exactly. You have like because metadata can be pulled very easily. Mm-hmm. And, you know, even down to the latitude and longitude of where you were at at the time where you took the photo, that can that can be found. And people don't realize that. And um, like there was... There was a teacher and apparently she was doing OnlyFans and she used her real name and... I think I remember this, yes. Oh yeah, yeah. And she used her real name. She used her, uh, she she even like, like did not cover her face or anything. And her husband was also a teacher and they actually filmed content in her classroom. Oh, not yeah. in the class. Oh Lord. Oh, oh okay. no, they... they and she's an eighth grade teacher, so she is she is teaching <sighs> that age where people are hormonally charged. And and since every kid out there has a smartphone, they can find that real easily. And they did. And she got fired from her teaching job. Her husband got fired from his teaching job. And I believe she also got kicked off of bowling fans because part of their terms of service is that you're not allowed to film and I was just about to say, but that also brings out the other legality, depending upon where they were, they might be on a sex offenders list. Exactly. I I don't know if that's going to happen, but that's another thing to take into consideration because it's like you're filming in a space that's a a public space. B, it's designed for minors to be there, even though this was after school hours. Mm -hmm. But there's still... And, 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 and it's you know, not and, like schools don't have after after school hour programs and shit. It could be like right. a, P, a PTA meeting or whatever. Sorry, not to interject, but yeah, oh, you're good. No, um, yeah, and there's there's a lot of things that people don't take into consideration when it comes to the the potential consequences. Because like even even virtual sex work has things to take into consideration. Um, I wear a, I wear a, like a masquerade mask for my, um, for like my Skype sessions, for when I do cam work, for when I take photos, uh, anything that is on my, cause I also have a, I have a personal FetLife account and a professional FetLife account, like my professional photos, my face is not shown. Mm-hmm. So 
Now, my personal stuff, even like when my face is shown, that's such like friends only and only except for Christian people I've met in person. I'm very, very picky about that because you don't know, especially fat life, because it's it's a cesspool, <laughs> for lack of a better term. I, I couldn't last. I think I lasted for an hour and I couldn't handle it. It scared me. And I'm like, I leave it to my Domova uh, partner to... To handle all the FetLife stuff, you know, when people are like, oh, what's your, what's your FT? Oh. And I'm like, I don't have one. I don't have one. Especially when you're, when you're a woman and you're, you're new on there, like all the creepers come out of the woodwork. Yes. And, plus, and especially. Yeah. And plus oh, I'm, a, I'm a public figure. figure. I can't be seen on FetLife. I don't want iHeart to come down on me being like, why are you on this during company? No, no, we're not doing that. We're not doing this. <laughs> Oh yeah, not only that, but um, especially if you put the ear submissive or even a switch, you'll get all the you'll get all the fake dogs coming out saying, "Well, you need to learn how to be a better submissive." I'm thinking, "Oh hell no, you need to shut the fuck up and leave me alone." <laughs> I can smell a fake dom from a mile away. Do not tell me I'm great with rope. Let's do with it. No, 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 no. We're gonna talk negotiations. What makes you such a good dom? What is your and safety protocol? <laughs> And I want to see you play before I play with you. What's your love language? Is it physical touch? How about time together with your partner? People get turned on in all sorts of ways. Dipsy has invented a whole new love language with sexy stories for whatever mood you're in. In earbuds, let me tell you, the stories are spicy. Relax and unwind with yourself or with your partner from various different stories, immersive soundscapes, realistic characters, including one of my favorites, Serena J. Jackson from Insecure. What I love about Dipsy, it takes you to a whole nother world. Whether you're looking for something hot and heavy or just a nice little romantic escape, the choice is yours. For listeners of the show, Dipsy is offering an extended 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash airplay. That's 30 days of full access for free when you go to D-I-P-S-E-A stories.com slash airplay. Dipsystories.com slash airplay. So what are you waiting for? Kick back, relax, and enjoy all the multiple eargasms Dipsy has to offer. I know yeah, we've been I've, jumping around, but like I, I no, no, I'm glad that people understand, like are going to understand the importance that there's so many different levels that we've been jumping from the fact that one, yeah, you're, you're partnered in an open relationship and it's not that easy because I know people who are in this industry that they kind of hide it from their partners that they do this aspect of work. Yeah, and communication is key. And if you're doing this aspect of work, you need to be, I mean, being open and honest is essential because if karma karma is real, it will come back to bite you in the butt in life. Um, if you if you hide shit, if you lie, the thing about lying is that you have to keep lying to cover up your other lies and you have to be consistent. And I do not have time to remember all that crap. <laughs> not to mention, now we're in the digital era where... You can delete an account all you fucking want. Mm -hmm. The evidence can still trace back to you 10, 15 years down the line. Yeah, I like on on my personal vet life, I have a kick account and I actually put on a one of the local kink groups when it existed. They kind of disbanded that they're like, oh, yeah, drop your kick here. And like a dumbass, I put my kick there. And then I had I have randos on occasion hit me up on kick like, oh, hi, I found you on FET. Where at? Oh, I don't remember. And then I actually finally found, like, I, like, looked through all my activity. There was a lot of scrolling I had to do. Finally found that, and there was no way I could delete that post. And so it, it is what it is. I can make a new one, but I don't want to. Um, I, I don't blame you. But these are all the things that people have to consider. Let's talk about some pros and cons about Mm -hmm. being in the entertainment side of the adult world. Um, We could talk about the benefits of porn. We can talk about the benefits of being a phone sex operator. You know, for you being in this realm of sex work, what has been some of the pros for you? Some of the pros for me, I like the fact that I get to know people very intimately. Um, Like I said, phone sex is, it's one-on-one. You get to hear about other people's kinks what gets them going you get to hear their backstories of how they got to their kinks so 
you actually get to know some really interesting aspects of an individual and their personality. Um, as far as the like the content creation, the OnlyFans, once again, it's that engagement that's a lot of fun. It's it's when people, you know, you get those likes on your pictures. It, it's social media. You get those little dopamine hits. But I, I don't concentrate on OnlyFans nearly as much. I, I call that the redhead stepchild of my... <laughs> Uh, my sex work that one gets neglected the most <laughs> um i i because like i said i enjoy phone sex way more because you get to just know about so many different kinds of people and what they what they're into you get to hear about their kinks and their interests because can you not do that on OnlyFans? like there's not like a like an audio base or something that you could provide to people or is that just more work like i can i send up voice messages because i hate doing I hate typing <laughs> so I'll just hit the little mic button and record I'm like here you go listen to my voice <laughs> and plus it's just much more personable than typing mm-hmm. and I think it's just a better way to connect overall and so I really love the connection aspect I love the intimacy aspect and the fact that I get to be myself and as long as I follow the terms of service which I'm okay with night flirt Nightford's limits are similar to my heart limits, so mm-hmm. I'm okay with that. Because um, there's there's certain things you're not allowed to do on Nightflur. Like you can't call somebody daddy. They don't allow age play. Um, really? Yeah, I, I I I think it's because they were they're very much like cover my ass, and there's probably some propensity for potential. Like if there's any like inkling that sex trafficking may be happening that way, mm-hmm. or there may be some code there going on. Uh, it's a life it's from a liability aspect it makes sense that's actually you know um, what that's something i knew i just learned i did not know they do that because i figured if it's night flirt or any of these type of fantasy services if you will that people are able to act out their fantasies with no limits but i'm glad that you mentioned that that age play is one of the flags like, diaper play is not allowed either but one of my one of my clients in night flirt enjoys being in diapers like he'll send me pictures i don't he, it doesn't bother me at all. We we usually just like shoot the breeze whenever he calls. So, mm-hmm. you know, he's not pushing that kink. He just tells me that is his kink, but he's not like pushing for a, a play aspect for that. So it's I not don't his main agenda with you, right? Like if he was if he was pushing for diaper play, then I'd be like, you got to go find another flirt. But because <laughs> I don't, I don't want to get kicked off the platform, right. and there's other girls that will be willing to do that, and. That's okay. I can't stop how they're, how they're going to conduct their business on there. I feel that. And I'm glad that you are mentioning all of this because, again, when you're searching for these types of services, you know, people do seem to not read the the guidelines half of the time. And then when I'm hearing, like, you know, women, you know, dominas and just doms, forcing their their clients because they want to get more money out of them you know doing some very dangerous situations like i know that there's this fetish where people like to be um inebriated you know on cam or on you know on the phone and they kind of push them to that limit of being to the level of of no consent you know with intoxication the intoxication fetish i think is very very dangerous it's a very very dangerous road to tread just like it will yes. with, you know, personal cock and ball torture. Yeah, like I come, like I, I, I put myself as BBW as on Night Flirt, but I don't, one of my hard limits is feederism. I will not have somebody feed me to where I balloon up to who knows how big because that's just, it's not my kink. Mm-hmm. I'm not kink shaming, mm-hmm. but that, that would put me in places where I don't want to be, especially since I have a hard time with like if there's food in front of me, like I will grab it and <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, like, you you like seafood. You like seafood. <laughs> you see food. You eat the food. You love the food. <laughs> right. Oh my god. That's that's why. Yeah, Thanksgiving is can be dangerous. <laughs> it can be. But you know, I also yeah, the feeder. Oh my god. I'm trying to think. There was something recently. I don't know if I was watching something or reading about it, but all of a sudden, especially after. You know, during the height of quarantine, there was a lot of the um, mukbang videos going on, but also it was crossing the levels of, you know, feederism 
which I guess the vast difference is the fact that mukbang, you sit in front of the camera, maybe you're in front of an audience, maybe you're just filming it for YouTube, you're eating a bunch of food. But the feeder aspect of this fetish is that you are endlessly feeding a body like it's a machine and you are not stopping. And, yeah. you know. Because food addiction is real. I mean, and it's something that people don't talk about because, yeah, because there's, there's certain communities out there that, that highly encourage people to not be in the best physical condition. And, you know, they, they can do that. But I... I'm actually, I've been losing weight to be healthier. Yeah. So, yeah, because I've been doing martial arts. That's another thing. I mean, I'm hugely into self-defense. I highly encourage it, especially uh, from an adult entertainment aspect or if you do in-person sex work, it can be key to know how to defend your life. Mm-hmm. Um, even if you're not in the sign of work, though, I mean, it's just important to know how to save yourself if you gotta. 100%. You have to protect yourself at all times. Unfortunately, we cannot trust individuals. And it does it does hurt to know that trust is just never gonna be there the way that society is set up. Humans, we're 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 just an opportunistic species (sighs) overall. And and that's one thing that a lot of people don't realize is like we're still animals. We still do animal things that are not appealing and not okay and just like after taking up martial arts, like I've been, I put my phone in my pocket when I go out the door from a store or if I pull my phone out when I'm going shopping, like I'll look around like because head on a swivel. Um, if somebody approaches me in a parking lot, I'll like hold my hands up like, no, thank you. Mm-hmm. And they'll just usually walk on. I'll keep my eye on them. But um, yeah, self-defense, I highly, highly encourage it, especially for, for sex workers and virtual sex workers, because um, there there's one one girl on my Telegram groups who does OnlyFans, and she's had people recognize her out in public. And, and I'm like, that's another reason why I don't show my face, because I don't want people saying, oh, hi, while I'm like with my family or mm-hmm. you know, people that I don't, people that don't know that I do this, they don't need to know. Um <sighs> that yeah and that's where a con of the adult entertainment world comes in mm-hmm. you know when people come up to me they're like I want to get into porn I always as someone who works in the industry just even by behind the scenes mm-hmm. I don't tell people go ahead and do it you know I sit with them and I'll tell them you know listen this is not just an easy world to be in and when you're in you're kind of in it for life you could walk out at any time but especially if you're doing video or even audio content that will forever live on other sites just like sapphire's earplay can stop i can cancel the rss feed right now but older episodes are carried onto other platforms that i no longer control when people tell me oh can you take down this episode sure i could take down this episode but then i cannot defend i cannot go out to the thousands of other platforms that it may be on that it may not be able to take off you know these women these people who want to do the nude modeling and nude videos those videos live on people save those oh. videos screenshots yep. yep i've i've had people that i knew from hey there was one person I, I used to talk to who sent me a screenshot of somebody else's photo from fat life and that a that's a consent violation and that's there's a reason why i had my nudes set to private and friends only and that's also why I don't show my face, especially in my nude photos on Fat Life, because you know, once it's out there, once it's on the internet, it's out there forever. For life. It's, it's it is stored on servers. It is stored. You don't know where it's stored at, and you don't know who's going to have access to that information. And I'm not trying to deter people from getting into this line of work if, if they want to do it, but these are just things that people need to take into consideration. They don't and. I, I feel like an old old man saying, 
be careful, kids. Don't do this. But you know, it, it, I, I'm sorry. But you know, as as old as we want to sound, like we're we're trying to tell people that yes, sex and, and, the, and being in sex work can be extremely liberating. But you have to take in all the factors that happen because life oh, yeah. after sex work, porn whatever it may be, is not going to be grass and greener on the other side. Yes, you yeah. may have made plenty of money to buy yourself a house, you know, buy a car, buy the luxuries that you've ever wanted, you know, not working you know, a regular nine to five. You may have been, you may have been Bill Daphne and you bounced after me 15 million OnlyFans. And, but that girl also, like, she hustled. Like, she sold her bathwater and... God you know, knows what else. And God knows what else. I mean, crap, if I get into foot modeling, I was thinking about sending my pedicure water to people. I'm People will buy socks. People will buy like little footy stockings you try on with shoes at the store. Like pe- people, people get pretty crazy about what they buy, especially if they like you enough. And you know, like I've, I've heard stories about people wanting to buy like makeup wipes from OnlyFans models after they wipe their makeup off. You just sparked an idea for me. These windscreens, <laughs> I'm always getting rid of in the trash. Hell, I'll put up an account. Sapphires. Yeah. Sapphires windscreens. There you go. <laughs> right? Just take my windscreens. Enjoy. I don't want to know what you do with it, but there you go. They were from my lips. Now they're to yours. There exactly. you go. Exactly. <laughs> uh, I was on Moan the other night and we are talking about um forgot who was in on the in the on the chat platform oh me. Um, we we don't want to out them just in case no no okay yeah it was it was it was some some dude that i've enjoyed talking to before and um yeah and and he was telling me about one site where it's like sniffer which is the panty mm-hmm. website but it it was something else where you can sell just about everything that has touched your person wow. you can sell clothing you can sell shoes you can I could probably sell old pairs of eyeglasses. <laughs> Just because they were worn by you and someone likes that. Right. And, and some people, I mean, heck, I would be surprised if there's people out there that buy used Q-tips from people. They probably I mean, do. Listen. It takes all kinds. <laughs> it takes all kinds to make the world go around. If we're thinking about it, you know it's a kink or fetish out there. Period. Oh, That's yeah. what it is. Let's talk about some more cons. Um, mm-hmm. So we, we talked about the fact that, you know, it's out there. You know, no matter how many times you delete it, it's out there. What's another con of yours, um, even in the phone sex realm or anything? Um, like I said, it's really key to keep your your personal and business life separate, especially if you have a family. Um, I've heard stories about people who have posted pictures with their kids on their business accounts. Not like not like in the adult mm-hmm. content realm, mm-hmm. but. The fact that you're letting weirdos know out, like randos out there know, hey, I have a family. Like that's information you may not want to give people because, you know, I, I don't like to let people know I have a cat. <laughs> is it At wrong times. for me to say that, <laughs> and I'm not trying to yuck people's yum. I know that this is a uh-uh. fetish out there, but I know that there are porn stars who make more bank when they're pregnant. But for me, yeah. that's a con for me because it puts... Not just because I know that we are now trying to lean towards consent culture. And I strongly believe that this is definitely breaking forms of consent. That child did not ask to be photoed, even if they're just chilling in the womb. They did not ask to be photographed. They did not ask to, you know, mommy's lactating, but... Mommy's got to make money. I didn't ask you to use my life supply. Yeah, I mean, pregnancy fetish is a thing, and it's it's one that I don't understand mm-hmm. because I, I've never had I've never had, personally I've never had desire to be pregnant, so it doesn't. It, I'm not going to yuck on their yum, but I had one caller on on night floor who was really, really, really into pregnancy fetish. Like he was, he was telling me about how he turned. He got turned on by his wife, possibly getting pregnant by other men. Wow. He didn't care. Like his fancy was for her to get pregnant, and it's you. And of course, me like being a person who's very logical and rational about this. I'm like, you guys, you have to take care of those kids. He's like, oh, I don't care. I'm thinking, you will when they get here. <laughs> and that's what I'm saying. Like, 
Again, not to yuck the yum, but there are certain factors where you're like, yo, this is not, this is not cool. This is not sexy. No, because this like I said, not- that, even though that kid is covered up by, by a womb and, and tissues and stuff, that kid's still in the photo. Like, mm-hmm. you know, that. And I've even seen where they've, the breastfeeding. And that kid's under 18, too. Exactly. So, so it's like, there's that factor. So where is the obscenity law against that? Because there, here's the con. You're now, give, you gave birth. People still want to see content. You might dangle your child's foot out while you're breastfeeding because someone's getting off to that type of content. On top of that, I mean, it's like, why do you even have a kid in the photo while you're breastfeeding? Especially for content, because that is... That does bring into some legality concerns too, because if you're if you're if somebody's posting breastfeeding photos with the kid breastfeeding, placing it on an adult content platform, yeah, you're breaking some federal rules there. Even though, um, even though if the kid's swaddled, covered up, that child is still in the photo. You're still and, being used as a product of pornography. Oh yeah, and and a lot of a lot of platforms like the legit platforms will not stand for that they'll be like they will if they find they'll shut that down real mm-hmm. quickly because they don't want to they don't want to get you know canceled out they they want to make sure that that's not in their interest because yeah i i i mean i haven't seen anything like that but i mean i'm sure it's out there and i would say it's probably i've heard of it being out there not on controlled sites i know that these are requests that maybe people take it onto the one-on-one site Mm. in which i say that's an absolute no-no i understand that you want that one-on-one one-on-one you know connection with somebody but here's where the con is once you go one-on-one if you use a doll that's different if you use a fake baby and simulate breastfeeding that's that's different different. but now you're putting yourself at risk Taking these one-on-one requests that aren't under a controlled website that can later no. come down to you if it gets in the wrong hands. How do you know yeah, you're t- talking to the right client and they're not a undercover agent or something? An undercover agent or if they don't have the interest in you but in the child itself. Mm-hmm. Um, because there's, Some there's like fuckers. I said, there's all kinds. Yeah. There are and sick, twisted fuckers out there. And like I said, that's those. That's one of the major cons. Like that's also turns into the ugly side as well. That's the bad and the ugly hand in hand because you can get arrested for posting that. You know, if if you're a mom and you do that, um, you may lose custody of your children. You know, you may not be around to be be allowed to be around kids if you have a sex offender record. So there's just all kinds of things that are not good there. Mm-mm. to say the least Mm-mm. and i think i think uh circling back to mentioning that you know there's a new generation near generations i think as a society we've also gotten obsessed with short-term gratification versus long-term gratification um like we don't we don't look past six inches of our noses a lot of the time and it's like well it seems good now i'm gonna get 50 dollars for this photo and i'm thinking that pose out there forever once you take it and send it and somebody it gets else replicated. has it exactly it shows up exactly. on tube sites it shows up on those little those those pop-up ads that we see when you visit other tube sites you know it's yep. you gave permission and you are getting no residuals after that right and you're not getting it's not like you're getting royalties for that it's not and on top of that just depending on the nature of the content like if you're on top of that, you just let, if you're the mom with the kid, you're just letting a bunch of strangers know, hey, you have a child. You have, you literally have something to lose in life. Way more. And and you may be, and this may be getting to people who have nothing left to lose in life because you don't know who's accessing these photos. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's the scary part. Like that's, it's just, it's the unknown. It's the unknown. It's, and again, it's. You got to be protective of your shit, but at the same time, yeah, you just don't know in what hands, where else this is going to lead. You know, there might be photos of you that you may forgot about and then it research resurfaces for whatever reason. Yeah, exactly. And it could resurface. It, it may resurface 
five, 10, 20 years, possibly, you know, after you pass away. I mean, the things that it, it's, it'll come back eventually. And also, if you piss off the wrong person, guess what? That's uh the fact that we still that we still do not have, I believe, I do not believe that revenge revenge porn uh, laws, for instance, are in all fifty states. I think it's a case by case basis, and it really should not be that. It really yeah. should not be that way, um, and that's an also dangerous side of being in this, you know, entertainment industry where you know you might have a little bit of fun with the partner on camera because you guys want to make the fast cash but then he can turn around or she can turn around whoever is involved can turn around use it against you as like blackmail yep show it to your job and there you go boom that's revenge porn right there or taking it from a controlled environment like your website or you know only fans and then selling it off to other companies yeah, and that also be like, and, and like I said, blackmail is a thing out there. And like I said, it's just sitting down, thinking of the consequences, and just trying to think about because like, living in the moment's important, but at the same time, you also have to think past the moment. You gotta be a smart hoe in this industry. Yes, that's you do. what you have to be. <laughs> like moral of the story, y'all, you have to be a smart hoe. You have to be. You cannot be dumb right. in this industry. You cannot get knocked around and also and maybe you will and agree with I was saying there's also girls who do in-person meetups like I've heard stories about like OnlyFans girls going out and doing in-person meetups it's like that that can also turn into prostitution um, that can very easily that can that becomes a very slippery slope very quickly let's be real it's not the fact that it can turn into it is if yeah. you are getting a transaction for money for services that obviously is sex that's prostitution and that's why i get mad at these only fangirls that say i'm a content creator no content creators do not show their ass and titties Content creators do not provide a sexual gratification service. You might say, yeah. I only show feet. There's foot fetishes. Yeah, there, there are men who will spank it to your feet. And you know that. And you know that because you put it on a site. <laughs> you put it on a site that is targeting like towards adult modeling. That's why it's called adult content creation you are in the adult entertainment industry there's a reason why you have to be 18 and over to be on that platform and there's a reason why they take your id and you snap a photo of it to prove hey i was born after this year after this day and i am 18 or over mm -hmm. so you cannot and, oh, go I around saying like being an, uh, an adult content creator is not the same as being in porn it kind of is it's not yeah, porn. It's not filmed porn, which we are providing a sexual service. It's for a pornographic porn. nature, though. Yes. And also, like, back into, like, the ugly side of things, because there's there's one gripe I do have about OnlyFans, uh, being Facebook, taste and social media, because that also, like, fucks with your mental health, as we said earlier. But um, OnlyFans, like, makes you verify on Twitter and... So I don't put my location on Twitter. Mm -hmm. And so I, I kept getting rejected. I'm like, what's going on here? You have my Twitter. You, this is everything that's linked. And they wouldn't verify me until I put my city and state on Twitter. What? I was pissed about that. Like, it's every new account you make. It's not just a one-time thing. Even if you try to link, account, link an account, they won't approve you until you put your city and state and the verification team goes and runs it by your Twitter. Cause like I put my I put my country, then I put my state, and like, and then I had to put my city and state. And they can you have my license, you have everything, everything else. else. I, I did the facial verification that you required, and you're making me put my city and state like that. That's that makes <laughs> no. Yeah, it's not. And again, the way this digital virtual era of pornography, adult entertainment is going. I'm very, very scared of what's to come. 
I'm very, very right. scared of what's to come. We've seen it happening right now in Louisiana where in order to even watch anything or visit Pornhub, you have to provide your ID. While yes, the plus side is thank you. You're trying to, you know, clean up the keep side of the platform. Yeah, yeah, you're trying to keep minors off the platform. But at the same time, my real identity is now at risk. Right. It's I, on Pornhub servers and that can get hacked. It can hacked get hacked. And, you know, it's just the same, like, why a lot of these cam girls, most of the time, do not cam at home. Or if they do cam at home, they don't do one-on-one cam shows because they don't want their location to be found out. It's why they go through these trusted sites where location can be, you know, effectively scrambled. But... Um, Yeah. Um, And, yeah, it's just the fact... I mean... It, there's a good and a bad side to it. And on top of that, Pornhub then knows like who you really are. And there's a, you know, there's a lack of, there's a privacy concern there as well. And that's the big thing. Cause like in today's digital age, like there's now like smart cities that are popping up where everything is connected. And that's pretty terrifying. Like I don't even like, I, I don't even want to live in those cities no. because. <laughs> It's a, it's scary times, y'all, but you have to just be smart about it. Listen to, yeah. you know, the advice that we've been giving. Listen to the advice that other people have given you if you are highly considering getting into any levels of sex work. Yep. Have your own, have your own email be your stage. You know, I, I put my stage screen on my, on my business email. I don't use my real name. Um, like I said, I don't give people my real phone number or anything like that mm-hmm. or get my number out because also that's against uh like night flirt and sex panthers terms of service is that you don't give it your personal information like they actually because if you're a girl that, that gets hurt that can also bring liability back towards them a thousand percent so that's another thing as well and i i heard a, i heard that like one flirt i i guess she was getting all these gifts from a customer and like he was like mailing them out to her or something like that. Um, I think I don't know if it was on her Amazon wish list, but even on life work, they're they're very picky. We're not even allowed to have like like children's clothing or toys on our Amazon wish list. Interesting. Yeah, I I, I think it's because it's also there's the potential for sex trafficking, mm-hmm. and they want nothing to do with that so and I don't blame them so it's good that they're taking those um, precautions it's good that that's a conversation that's worth having so be mindful yeah I I like and I just thought it was really interesting and I didn't even think about a possible sex trafficking aspect when I saw that oh you can't even have children's items on your Amazon wish list that you post on here and I guess there was one girl who was one, one floor who was having um customer send like stuff for her kids and things like that and like he eventually like found out where she lived and he talked about coming out there and meeting up she said no that's a little that's a little too dangerous no that's a little too close to home but that's what uh that's what a a customer told me i guess he was also a customer first or something but it it happens Mm -hmm. and people get people overshare very easily especially in today's age it's so easy to, to just like I said, I, I overshare my kick ID and now I get spammed on, on, on occasion. I'm like, who the hell are you? Why are you hitting me up on kick? Well, I found you on Fat Life. God damn. <laughs> <laughs> I found it and I cannot delete that now. And that, I was like, damn, I can't even, I put this on here. Why can't I delete it? <laughs> it does suck that you cannot delete. Yeah. Well, Sassy, I have had such a pleasure with you today. Thank you so much for joining. I know. It was so much fun. <laughs> I'm going to do this again. No, we absolutely can. I feel like we could talk about so many things underneath the sun. Now, for those who would like to follow you, where can they find you? Uh, yes, I am on Night Flirt and Sex Panther as Sassitarius. And that's S-A-S-S-I. T-T-A-R-I-U-S. Basically Sagittarius, but with sass in it. And we'll and also put it in the link in the bio of this episode, too. <laughs> Don't worry. And uh, I'm also on OnlyFans as Sagittarius as well. That's, that's like my brand I've been building. And so I'm also on 
Instagram and Twitter as the Sagittarius. So just and Moan app also. Definitely Moan app. Yes. Find Sassy I will, in Moan. <laughs> I, I love Moan. That is my by far my favorite. It's just such a great community as well. And I think, and Kel's trying to grow it. So y'all get on there. Get on the Moan app, y'all. And of course, you can follow me at Ms. Radio Sapphire. Go to MsRadioSapphire.com, at Ms. Radio Sapphire on Instagram and no more Twitter, um, at Sapphire's Your Play on Instagram. And coming up on the 11th, I am so excited. It's going to be a crossover episode. We're going to have my boo, Demi Wild from Hookup Horror Stories. We're oh, I bring- love Demi. <laughs> Demi's the best. <laughs> we're bringing back. We're bringing back the good old fuck yo Valentine's Day Palooza. It's gonna be live on Moan and of course Moansters um, earbuds. You guys will be able to catch it on February twelfth. So do not miss a damn thing. I actually might even extend it for a little bit longer, but we'll see. But yes, I'm so excited. More things are happening on Sapphire's earplay. MsRadioSapphire.com is where everything you need can be right at your fingertips until next week remember that safe sex is the best hot sex till next time good night that was the show all you sexy motherfuckers out there remember to follow at ms radio sapphire and sapphire's earplay on instagram want some orgasms of the past and future make sure to follow on apple Podcasts, anchor spotify iHeartRadio, and all streaming platforms <laughs>